It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, T-G-I-F. All right, welcome to week 88 of the Two Guys Into Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That's sitting right, like, three feet from like, me is Travis. On. We can do this. And, oh. High five. I didn't know what we were going for. High five. High, high fives make way better sounds on podcasts than, than touching, touching fingers. fingers. <laughs> yeah. Probably right. Think that picked up? I think it did, right? Oh, absolutely, it did. Um, hey, we're doing this for the first time in over a year. Over a year. In and we're person. back in person. I don't know if we can do this every week because sometimes it's just easier to do it online. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, we're doing it. We're fully vaxxed. Uh, CDC guidelines say we can be together. Yeah, CDC, man. Trust the science. How did Dr. Fauci not get the person of the year from People Magazine? That's what I want to know. Have they already determined that? Yeah, yeah. Who was it? Something stupid. I don't know. It might have been. They might have given it to like doctors or something. Don't they do that at, at like the end of the last year? They did. This has been going on a long time. Give him a chance. Let him let him get like a, the full the full scope of his work in. Maybe at the end of this year he'll be the person. Of the I thought year. it was hands down, no chance that. He I mean, I appreciate it. the work he's done, but it, there's a lot of heroes involved with. with they this might have given effort. it. I don't even. I don't know who got it now. Now I gotta look it. I up. mean, it so could be just like the frontline workers, or it was either that or like Biden and Kamala or something like well, that. I don't know about Biden and Kamala. I'm not sure. People, pers- person, people of the year, person of the year, person of the year, twenty. 20? Twenty, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala. It was. It was. Okay. Eh, whatever. Not my choice. I had Fauci. Whatever. Um, hey, we're a TGI <laughs> podcast. Not, other... a, not a political. I hate the royalty and president. Podcast. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like there were so many people that like helped save our lives. Hey, give last it a year. year. That's what like, I'm saying. Give it a year. Give it a year. Let it, maybe after this year we can give it to Biden and Kamala. Let the people who like saved our lives last year. No, give them a year. It's not gone yet. I don't understand what you're saying. That's fine. Let's move on. Uh, hey, uh, we're going... Well, a couple things first. Thanks to Aishar for the uh, theme song. Yeah, Aishar. Thank you so much. Uh, go and uh, follow us on social media. TGIF cast. That's how you can find us everywhere. We're on YouTube. You can just search Two Guys in a Fridays on there. And you can send us emails to... What are we? TGIFcast at gmail.com. On all the socials. No, not on all the socials. At gmail.com is our email. So well, yeah, but that's still the I same. did all the social part already. So this is the cast at gmail.com. This is if you want to send us your own version of the theme song. Right, right. If you want to email us saying like, hey, we have this cool like uh, Comic-Con thing coming to town. We'd love for you guys to uh, do your panel live or something. Yeah, if you can convince your local Comic-Con to have us. We will travel if you pay us. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll travel for free within a certain radius. I'll say 10 hours drive. 10 hours? I'll drive 10 hours if you're going to... Have us at your Comic Con. You got to give us a hotel room. That's it. Yeah, just a hotel and a pass. And well, yeah, a pass. We got to get in and um, a guaranteed interview with uh, Jaleel White <laughs> oh, or the three dads from Full House. Either one will take. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Eddie Winslow too. You know, I'll probably take the guy who did the face moving for Robbie on uh, Dinosaurs. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked to him once. We talked. So that was who we talked to, the face guy for Robbie. Uh, I think it was the face guy. Yeah. All right, I'll take uh, I'll take Ethel's uh, costume, like like the actor that was inside of the costume. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, uh, so these are what we do is we go back, we watch all the shows that aired on TGIF exactly thirty years after they aired, and these are shows that would have went, aired when Travis. Uh, these would have aired May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. Okay, so uh, we do like to go and see what was going on in the world back then. Um, this was Travis's choice of story. This is uh, not my choice. Queen of Elizabeth story. II was the first ever uh, British monarch to address U.S. Congress. That's it. I'll end it there. 
I mean, it's not like we didn't fight a war to not have to ever hear them say anything to us again. What about movies and music for the week? Uh, movies and music for the week. So, new song, I Like the Way, The Kissing Game by High Five. So, Travis was listening to it as I walked downstairs. Because I, I, I didn't know this song. I've like, I don't never know. heard that song I before. still don't know this song. Um... I have no idea. I don't have anything to add to the kissing game except uh, it was ri- one of the writers was Teddy Riley and he's from Virginia Beach like us. Did he live in uh, he lived Church, Church Point? Point? Yeah. Everyone lived in Church Point if they're famous. Supposedly. Right? At that point. Everyone that was famous supposedly lived in Church Point. Yeah. But Teddy Riley really did have a house. Was Teddy Riley in Black Street or no? That sounds right. Oh, because I know they lived there. Like the whole band apparently. The whole band lived there? <laughs> I don't know. That's what, I, that's what yeah. everyone always he said. Was in Black he Street. was in Black Street. Yeah, he had the, his recording studio was right next to Princess Anne High School. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. He he definitely lived in Church Point. Okay. I know well, I know he did. I know he did. But what I'm saying is that when they built Church Point, if you were a famous person, you had you were forced to move. Supposedly there. you lived there. Like you had to move. I there. remember cuz I lived no right choice. behind Church I lived behind Church Point. Like yeah. they the it used to be a cornfield behind my neighborhood and then they turned it into Church Point. Um and the I mean, supposedly Michael Jackson had a house there. No. Whitney Houston had a house there. If you were famous, you had a house in Church Point. The only people that I know that definitely lived there the were the boxer. Yeah, Sweet Pea Whitaker, uh-huh. the, the the boxer, and Bruce Smith because they were they were best friends. They bought houses like right next to each other. Okay, uh, and then Teddy Riley definitely had a house back there too. Sweet Pea died recently, didn't he? He did. Yeah, a couple years ago. Like a pedestrian car accident or something. Crazy. It was something random. Yeah, I think I he mean, was walking across Northampton Boulevard and got hit by a car. I, I didn't know it was that yeah. random. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, who walks across Northampton Boulevard at night too? Well, that's not smart. That's yeah. not a smart decision. Uh, anyways, number one movie for the week. What about Bob? Classic movie. Bill Murray. Yeah. Watched it last I haven't seen night. it in a long time. It's, it holds up. It's yeah. hilarious. It's a good movie. I feel like yeah. most Bill Murray stuff probably does hold up pretty well. It does. You're, you're right. Bill Murray is a national treasure. Um, I don't think anybody should... If anybody has a problem with Bill Murray, I'd like to hear what that is, because every story I've ever heard about Bill Murray... Yeah, is, give him person of the year next year. Every year. Every year. Every year. Uh, what else? Anything else? We have birthdays. Okay. We do have birthdays. We have two. Two big ones. Uh, the 17th, Monday, was Mr. Bob Saget. Happy birthday, Bob Saget. Happy birthday, Danny Tanner. We would love to have you on the show. Even uh, if you're not on TGIF anymore. No. Still love to have you. But you're in our hearts. Uh, and you'll come back, I think, for some America's Funniest Home Video episodes. Oh, that's right. Those are on TGIF. Only a couple of them. Not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. Uh, and then the 20th, Thursday, was Bronson Pinchot. Oh, Perfect so, Strangers. Yeah, Perfect Strangers. Balky. So, again, come on the show sometime, Bronson. We'd love to have you. You're doing more more Perfect Stranger stuff, just like Jaleel's doing more Full House stuff, or Family Matters stuff. What's going on with that? I don't know. Um, so that's all I got. So here's the news for today. Here's how this is going to work. Steve forgot his notes. Well, I forgot that. I forgot the headphone splitter. So yeah. Travis isn't even on I don't headphones. have headphones. I can't hear what's going on. I almost just, forgot what street Travis lived on. I, there's only like one turn between our house and your house. So. Yeah, it's still almost forgot. Um, so Steve is going to try. I mean, I, wa- I watched the episode of Dinosaurs last night. Right. So it's not like it's that not fresh in my it's head. fresh in your head. So. What we're going to do is Steve is going to try to do just like a normal episode, right? Right. And then if I, have I my screw notes. up, you're just going to like let me know. So hey, almost immediately I will. This, yeah. Okay. You're okay. Ready? You're I'm ready. ready. Yeah, yeah. All right. So only one episode, like Travis said, this is season one, episode four. Am I right so far? Season five. Or, excuse, season, excuse me. Sorry. Episode okay. five. Episode five. The name of the episode is The Howling. It is The Howling. Um, it starts off uh, where we get uh, some dinosaurs on top of a mountain. Right. Right. Yep. There's a group of dinosaurs and they're, they're dressed like, uh, Shriners? like Shriners, I would say. Fezzes and sashes and yeah. Was it uh, was Earl up there, or was it just random dinosaurs? We don't know. It's this all is like random. And far it's, back in time. Yeah, it's, well, it's back in time. Well, we don't really know. They don't really say how far back it is, okay. but it's 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 a pulled back shot. You don't really see any faces. There's kind of just 
male dinosaurs milling around on top of this mountain and uh at this point too do we learn what the howling actually is we do yeah so it's pretty much like the coming of age for a dinosaur like for a male dinosaur when they're about to become an adult they go up on this mountain and they howl and the whole thing is this is like uh like a myth like a legend kind of thing where if you do this it stops uh the world from ending pretty much and it stops like male dinosaurs from hating and bickering with each other it reminded me of the purge the movie The Purge? The concept of The Purge. Like, that. there's one day of crime, so that the rest of the year there's no crime. So they do the howling okay. once a month so that they don't fight the yeah. rest of the month. Yeah. That's what it was. Kind of. It was a dinosaur purge. Um, And that's it for that scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And this is one of... And this is... We've kind of seen this similar scene in previous episodes where it's... They, it's they're kind of setting up the ritual that exists in dinosaur world. So yeah, I mean, like three of the first five episodes, that's what Very it's much. been. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. So from here we go back to the house, right? We do. And uh, do we start off with Robbie? So the way that this transitions is basically the story of the howling is being told by Earl to Robbie out of this book of dinosaur yeah. kind of traditions. And Robbie is, is being what does what Robbie has done in multiple episodes where he's just questioning why. Is the book supposed to be like a Bible kind of? I think that it's, yeah, more or less. Like there's definitely some like religious like parallels in this like there throughout are. the episode. In this episode there are definitely some kind of big like faith questions like theories and, of religion yeah. kind of things yeah. so yeah he's reading this book and explaining it to robbie and he explains to robbie that uh on this day which happens to be tomorrow right tomorrow in the episode yep. mm-hmm. he has to go up to this mountain and howl right this is robbie's first howling day so is it his only howling day no like, they do, do every, you do it every year at every all month adult? every month wait so after you become an adult Male dinosaur. Yes. Every month you go to the top of this mountain and how? Well, the other parallel is this is kind of like the dinosaur version of a period. Like the yeah, once, there's a good joke later on. Once a that. month, based on a lunar cycle, the male <laughs> it's the male dinosaurs or the female dinosaurs. The male dinosaurs have to go and like, you know, have this ritual to alleviate. They call it a dark spirit, but yeah, and just like scream in pain, scream at the moon, not yeah. pain, pain, but <laughs> parallel pain, right? Um, so. This, I think, is where we also start to learn that Robbie's not the best howler. Is that now? Uh, it is. Yeah. So we. So like Earl wants him to practice. Earl, yeah. And Earl's given him eight track cassette yeah, tapes yeah. that have like howling instructions on them. And we learn it. There's a little bit of a scene in the middle where they, we go into the kitchen. Um, and then it and then it goes to Robbie's and what, room. Like babies in there and Ethel. Well, yeah, and Fran. it's basically Ethel and Fran and baby, and they're they're getting ready. They're getting, what they what we find out is they're having a big party for Robbie's kind of ha- first right. Halloween day, and there's all these big vats of potato salad and things. That, yeah, there's a, a an entire rhinoceros in their kitchen, right? Which right. is like wrapped up because they have to butcher this rhinoceros for the uh, the reception after the howling. And then I, I can't remember exactly how many tons uh, Earl said, but I want to say he said like eight tons of potatoes out, and you just see like buckets just of potatoes dr- like out. oil-sized drums of potato salad everywhere. So yeah, this reception they're having rhino and potato salad. Right, right. And this is also, just a note here, Ethel is now played by another voice. It is Number three number in five three. episodes. Or number, not even five, in three, three episodes. Three. Right. So, uh, and now it's Brian Henson, who's Jim Henson's son, so... Does he stick through, or I haven't looked. I figure I'm gonna. It's gonna be a surprise every week for me to see. Okay, who it is. but he is this week. It is Brian Henson. I didn't notice that it was a different person, like listening on any of the three. It it sounds identical. Yeah, I mean the voice sounds identical, but I guess that's what makes them voice actors. Yeah, and us yeah, yeah. just people who do bad voices. So from here, we so, go to Robbie's room? We go back to Robbie's room. There was a quick scene in Robbie's room beforehand, you were right, where Robbie is listening to the 8-tracks and is just has a really pathetic 
pal. But now we go back to Robbie's room. It's more like fleshed out. Is this where Charlene comes in? It is where Charlene comes in. So. Um, I did make a note. I didn't write it down, but there, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Caveman poster on the wall. There is. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. There's there was a couple other posters. There's also too. a poster that just says Ronnie, which I think is supposed to be a Ronnie James Dio. That's what I was thinking too. Rift. I tried to see if there was like a an actual poster that matches yeah, that. Yeah. I couldn't find any, okay. so I don't know if it's. Maybe a different reference that I'm missing. Um, it's entirely possible. But Robbie's in the room. He's got headphones on. He's rocking out. He's and this not is practicing. where Charlene comes into the it room, is. too. Yep. Charlene comes in. And a couple things here. Um, she's talking about how wussy Robbie's uh, howl is. He has a really weak, really weak howl. And is this where we get the like PMS joke? Uh, no, no. That's, that's not later? To, that's towards the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's coming, so be ready. That's the, for the one from Ethel? No, from Charlene. Oh, I, didn't, I might have missed the one from Charlene. So she doesn't say she doesn't say PMS. She says like I'm so glad I'm a girl or something like that. Like uh, joking about Robbie going through. All okay, this. fair enough, fair enough. Um, other parts in this scene does Charlene so, the Charlene how in this scene? She does. So there's a yeah. conversation where Robbie basically says that he just doesn't get it. It doesn't make any sense to him. Typical Robbie, where he's kind of questioning the traditional things that that the dinosaurs have to do, and then Charlene says. You know, you got to do it. It's the way it is. And she lets out like an epic. Howl. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and then they cut to howl. Earl upstairs, and he's like all proud of Robbie, thinking it's him that's yeah, howling. Yeah, yeah. Earl's like, "That's my boy." Um. All right. From here, I'm guessing we go to the job site. We do. We go to We Say So. So uh, Roy's out there, and is it just Roy, or is there a couple other guys at first? There's some other guys. There. So it's it's Roy and, Car- and Earl, and then there's like three or four of the the work guys just kind of. They don't really like, have much to do with the no, scene. No, they're just kind of. It's lunchtime. And they're, they're literally counting the lunch. clock for yeah. lunch. Yeah. And then this is where we find out Earl is asking Roy to um, to announce uh, Robbie at the Howling. Right, basically give him away his. Yeah, uh, you know. So that's Howling. not something that's done every month, though, right? Is that just probably? No, I think that like that's your just first one? for the first one. I assume at least, yeah. Okay, because otherwise it, there'd be like old dudes like giving away old dudes, and I don't know. That kind of gets kind of weird, I guess. Um. So. Roy is also eating a sandwich at this point. A creature sandwich. And uh, a couple things here. He doesn't chew with his mouth closed, and it's making Earl really upset. He's a T-Rex. Like, what Who? What T-Rex is going to be polite about eating? And two, the creature crawls out of Roy's mouth because he hasn't even chewed it enough and, like, says something. I There's a whole conversation says. between Roy, Earl, and the creature about Roy not eating with his mouth shut and how rude it is and then the creature yeah just runs out of his mouth and runs away does he con- does the creature comment on anything like about him chewing with his mouth he 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 does make a comment the, the one comment that stuck with me is that he he comments that roy has some plaque issues in his mouth and should get those taken care of um and then eventually i think roy kind of agrees to do the announcement yeah. or whatever yeah kind of he thing. agrees like, to do it but they, but earl and roy are kind of like bickering back and forth like about the about the the mouth chewing the thing. mouth chewing yeah right. yeah Right. Um, all right. From here, back to the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. I, well, I might te- be doing technically not the kitchen. They're in the living room, but back to the house. Cause you. So they're in the living room. Baby's in the high chair, and they're doing the gifts now. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I, that wasn't I, the kitchen. I thought it was kitchen. Might have been, but kitchen. it might not. But have been. The, the reason I was thinking the living room is because the spread of the food is out. And I was okay. just thinking that was maybe the living room, but you might be right. That might have been the kitchen. I think I'm doing better without my notes than I usually do with the notes. Uh, <laughs> uh. All right, so um, they're talking about gifts. Um, Baby thinks every gift is his, and uh, Fran has to keep telling him, no, that's Robbie's gift. And uh, I want to say Baby has, like, a line here that he keeps repeating, but I can't remember what it was. Like, uh, I don't know. Probably not that important. I don't know. Uh, Earl comes in. 
Earl does come in. And this is where Earl starts talking about how it's pathetic that everyone's just giving Robbie a $4 pencil and pen set. Yeah, it seems like that's a traditional gift of of your first howling. Someone's howling, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, people should be giving him something better. This is his first howling. Like, these are my friends. Like, why are you guys giving him pencil and pen sets? And... um, Roy come over? No, so Charlene comes in. Charlene comes in as well while Earl is complaining. Uh Uh-huh. And and Earl's kind of just being cranky and and walks out. And Ethel says to to Charlene that this is, you know, this happens to all the all the males before the howling. They all get cranky. And that's when Ethel makes the um or excuse me, Ethel says that, and then Ethel makes the next PMS joke where she says it's it's pre-moon syndrome. Pre-moon syndrome. That's right. Okay. And then Um, we go to Robbie's room. All right, Robbie's room. Is he alone? He is alone. And he's practicing howling, or is he just thinking about it? He's, he's like, looking out the window, practicing howling a little bit. And we get a little more, I think, of him, like, just wondering, like, how is howling actually going to change well, anything? Well, Earl comes in, and he has that conversation with Earl, okay. where he says he's just nervous about it. He doesn't, he's, you know, worried that it's not going to be living up to it, and he, he's just... He's just concerned about what the, what the outcome is going to be. Is he also questioning like uh, how Howling actually does anything, or is that more earlier? I think it's a little bit of both, but yeah. I think that he kind of goes back and forth between just being nervous about doing it and also seeing the necessity for it. But also, I think his questioning the necessity is part of him just being like making excuse for why he's scared to do it. All right. So from here, we go to a scene where everyone's walking up the mountain. Right. That's right. Uh, we get to the top of the mountain. Um, we do find out something important here, or something new, I guess, and that it's the howling is not just howling. After the howling, there is a, a settlement of the grievances period where the dinosaurs come and kind of hash out their concerns, okay. which I would argue, and they don't really touch on this in the episode, but I would argue that that is more of the important part of why the dinosaurs continue to get along as opposed to the actual howling itself. The fact that they come together and talk about their problems every month as a is why they're actually doing this whole thing well no is why they think they're doing it because the howling is yeah. what drives away the bad spirits where as opposed to the fact that then they also talk about the problems and having those conversations is that's what's actually fixing things right. is that part okay right um so once we get to the top of the mountain um roy gives his gift he does to roy robbie gives his gift to robbie good job um earl can tell just by the shape of the box that it's another pencil and pen set because the shape of every gift pencil yeah, yeah that robbie has gotten um and then earl and roy well roy starts to try to give his like uh his speech or whatever for mm-hmm. robbie and earl interrupts him and like cuts it short and tells him that he's not giving it and then earl gives like this two second speech and like the, the bickering between Roy and Earl has, is obviously not over yet. Right, exactly. It's escalating, I would say. Um, so Earl gives his quick little speech, and then what happens here? And then Robbie uh, Robbie's says, like, I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm not doing it. He's like, I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't think it's necessary. And all the other dinosaurs are like getting upset. Like, you gotta you've got to do this. Like, and just this, so, is gonna, this might end the world if you do this. Just like, for the sake of things, Robbie has bucked two systems so far, and... and he won the first ones, right? He won was that he, the throwing, the, the hurling day. Yeah, he hurling won day. that. So like, and nothing. The world. What was last changed. week? Last week was Gary. Gary coming over and the, oh, the yeah. fighting for the the family. And while while I will say that Robbie was against the idea of that, it wasn't really Robbie's being against it that led to it not happening. It was just Fran saying, "I'm not going to do this." Yeah. Um, but so Robbie is essentially two for two, and yeah. these dinosaurs still don't want to listen to him about the howling. 
So yeah, I mean, he's just like saying this isn't going to do anything. And then as he's doing all of this, um, the moon gets covered by a cloud and all of the dinosaurs think the world is ending now. I don't understand this because how is that? How is it that the moon has not been covered by a cloud ever, ever in the history of Halloween? Maybe it's just that it's while they're on the mountain or something. I don't know. I don't but know. yeah, it, it is once a month, you know? It's once a month. They've been doing it for millions Forever, of years. As long yeah. as all of them have been alive. Right. right? And this has never happened once, but it's never been like raining one night during the Yeah, Halloween? I think it's just a combination of like when it happened and it's right after Robbie said all this stuff. Like they just think that like... It's a confluence of events. All of it's happening. So yeah. they all freak out. Um... Everyone, I think it's gonna be the end of the world. Yeah, they all go back to the mountain, down the mountain, and then we cut to a scene back at the Sinclair house. Right, all of the dinosaurs except Robbie, I think, are huddled around under blankets, <laughs> hiding. Um, the The sun hasn't come out, so they think the world is ending, and uh, they are all scared that Robbie has caused the end of the world. Yeah, Robbie's just sitting over the table, kind of like twiddling his thumbs while the family freaks out. But it's still night, so that's why it's. Yeah, Robbie walks over into like the living room or whatever and turns on the light switch, and Fran's like, the lights work the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, Fran, Fran thought they didn't have electricity. They um, do. And then, like, I mean, we get we get a little more of Robbie saying, like, this isn't causing this, this kind of thing, and then the sun comes out. Well, there's a couple things that happen okay. here. So Earl, first of all, they have a conversation about forgiving Robbie for bringing about the end of the world. Um, Fran thinks that in the last hours of their lives, they, they should live in harmony and not be at each other's throats. So Earl forgives Robbie. And then Charlene turns on the TV and it's like a commercial for end oh, yeah. uh, of the world sale, discount Johnny's into the world sale yeah. and everything must go. Uh, so that's on there. And then, and then we cut to pretty much the next morning, the sun is rising, the dinosaurs are waking up and there's a, you know, a test pattern on the TV. And then everyone's excited. The world's not over kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they wake up. They see the sun's outside. The world's still there. They turn on the news, or they they have the newspaper, and it says that the world wasn't destroyed in a ball of fire. <laughs> they turn on the new the the news, and it's the antediluvian broadcast company instead of. But it says ABC, uh-huh. the antediluvian broadcast company. I had to look up what antediluvian means. Evidently, it means either just really, really ancient and old, or also the time period during Noah's or uh, Mos- the flood. Mos- okay, Noah. Yeah, Noah's either flood. way, long Noah's time flood. ago. Yeah, long time ago. Um. And and yeah, they're they're happy to be alive that the world has not ended. So I can't remember here. Does Robbie agree to go back up the mountain, or do they just? Well, what happens first is so they cut to the kitchen. Um, Fran is in the kitchen, just kind of cleaning up, doing her thing, and Roy comes in, and Roy says that tells Earl that he wants all the stuff back that Roy, that Earl has borrowed from him, and they just start fighting. They bicker and they continue to bicker. It escalates. It escalates, and it ends in the kitchen with the baby biting Roy's tail. That's right. And so then they cut to, uh, to Robbie, who's in his bedroom, watching out the window as Carl and Roy continue to fight outside about wanting all their stuff back, about not being friends, and oh, that, that's right, and yeah. that things are just that they're just done. And and then we see what the that the news kind of cast on the TV is talking about how all of this there's just craziness worldwide because all the men were or males were not able to howl at the moon, and so they're just bickering. They weren't able to drive away the dark spirit spirits, and that's when they agree. Well, they don't agree, but that's when we kind of cut to the mountain and Robbie, Earl, and Carl are there. Well, what happened was uh, Robbie lied to each of them. Right, this is the classic sitcom trope of. 
he tricking. tell he tells his dad that Roy had called on the phone right. and uh, he wanted to apologize and give him all the stuff back. And then he, I guess, off camera, he also told Roy right. kind of the opposite that Earl wants to come out there and right. apologize. Kind so of they bring all of each other's stuff back to the. Yep. So we're on top of the, the mountain. There's just like two housefuls of like stuff. random stuff, like bowling trophies and stuff like that, uh, furniture. And uh, this is when both guys realize that neither of them asked for the other one to come up there. Robbie admits it was him that he brought them all up there. Um, a little bit of bickering, but eventually uh, both sides apologize for everything that happened. That's right. But there's still like has Robbie wants everybody to howl because he, he is at the point where he thinks that the howling is important and they need to do that. So he is trying to get them to howl and they won't howl with each other at first. And he ends up also tricking them both into howling by saying, well, dad, remember when remember when Roy said that you're you had the, a weak, uh, effeminate <laughs> roar and and Roy and he says, and Roy, remember when dad said the same thing about you? And so they start bickering about the and they just have a howl off. Right. Much, they have right? a howl off. Yeah. That leads to the howling. Um, there wasn't any like flash of light or symbol or anything no. that kind of made them think that all this is working or anything. But no. eventually, I know Earl and Roy start heading back the mountain and leave right. uh, Robbie up there by himself. Right, there was all their issues, and Robbie's up there on the mountain by himself. I don't remember why Robbie stayed behind. Maybe just, just personal reasons, just kind personal. of thing. I think it was just to have a moment of reflection. And then once they are off camera, or down screen, or whatever, um. Robbie decides to do his howl, and uh, that's kind of yep. The, the episode ends with Robbie howling at the moon. Right, he does his howl to the moon, and he also has these this kind of inner reflection monologue. type thing. Yeah, where right? he says, you know, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily understand. That I remember writing out a really good quote, but I don't there know was, if, and I don't have it word for word, but essentially, he's not sure why they do it, but he knows that it's important. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah. that's what you know. That's the lesson for him. It's it is very kind of like heavy. I don't know about heavy, but it's a very much like faith. Yeah, it's faith like lesson. I don't know why I believe in this. Like it's probably not true, but it's, I feel like better just believing in it, kind right? Of thing. But again, to my point earlier, is like it's not the howling that is is really fixing things on a monthly basis. It's the everybody getting together and having the conversations that, uh, you know, help resolve any issues they might have. Uh, yeah, good episode. It. it was a good episode. Yeah. It was good. and it's the it's the season finale for season one. Oh, that's it. That's it. And then, so when do we pick up back up with dinosaurs? So when do we pick back? Yeah. up? So we pick back up spring of next year. Uh, I'm I'm pulling it up right. It's now. a long time. It is a long time. So the actual TGIF picks back up with dinosaurs in March, almost a year, March 27th of I guess not quite year, but March 27th, 1992, uh, and that is in season two, episode 21. So, so we have 20 episodes that air on another day time. Correct. So we're going to try to watch a good amount of those. I'd like, love to watch as many as we could this summer. Maybe do like two a week on weeks where we don't have. Yeah, if there's stuff. nothing and we don't have an interview or something, I think we can watch yeah. two per week. And or maybe whatever. if there's like a like a pilot episode, we can watch the pilot and an episode of Dinosaurs or just something to yeah. help move through it. Because um, I really like the show and I think it really, it it, it grows really well. Like it, it it's a great show to I really like Baby Talk, and we didn't watch all those. You did not really like Baby Talk. All right, so... You're welcome. I'm going to cancel the uh, the VPN until next season, so if you want to watch the rest of season one, fine you better it. get on it. Um, so we already talked about, maybe not on the show, but what we're going to do next week. Like, there's yeah. no new episodes. No, so yeah, next week really truly starts the summer run for, for TGIF. So what's the plan? So the plan is we have Steve has agreed to finally sit down and we're going to watch the the two I'm going to call them lost episodes of New Attitude. So if you remember, there were eight episodes they filmed. Uh, five of those aired. Oh, is that right? Five, one, two, six. Yeah. Maybe? No, five because the five. pilot didn't air on TGIF. So okay. five aired on TGIF. 
Uh, and then there were two that never aired at all um, and have been unseen really since they were they were made back in 1990. And Karen Bankhead was kind enough to send us her VHS copies of them. We digitized them and we have them. And we're have going, you watched them yet? I've not. Have you looked at it? Have you opened the file? I have. Yes, I I have looked at them. The eighth episode is going to be really interesting because quality wise or totality wise because it, it is not shot at the at the i mean are we going to be able to like know what's going on oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Qual- no so pure quality like it's fine it's fine it's vhs quality because these are the vhs's that she got from the production of that they would have been submitted to error on the network or i don't know about the, no because they would have had like better quality stuff okay they, but these are perfectly fine quality these wise. are better than the usa versions of just the 10 of us we were watching 100 okay 100 so but the eighth episode is not shot at the at the beauty parlor. It's shot like okay. in an apartment. No, I don't want to hear anything. Very different. We're good. We're good. Um, so anyway, so these are like lost episodes. Never aired. As far as I know, we will be the first two people to see these shows in 30 years. And the first time it's ever really talked about on the internet, which would be really cool. So we're going to watch those next week. We're going to talk about them. And, and yeah, and what we might do too, I, I haven't talked to, to Steve about this, so I'm just kind of throwing this out in the world is I feel like we need to have a little bit of a, of a summer preview episode anyways yeah. of what to expect. Cause this summer is just like last summer where there's a few new shows that only got one episode. There's one show that had a short run of six episodes. So we can kind of talk about that maybe next week, do like 10 minutes. Just... So, okay. So next week's new attitude, maybe the preview. What's the week after that? Is it nothing again? No, we, yeah, nothing. We have there, the first pilot we have is July, first week of July. So nothing. So the entire month of do June. Do we not just want to make that the summer preview episode? Which one? Two weeks from now. I, no, because I'd like to get in. I, I, I want to start watching Dinosaur. Dinosaur. So, and I think we do a summer preview and we can talk about new attitude. That was on last summer. So they kind of go together. Okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um. So... If you have, if you are able to somehow have access to these episodes, which you won't, but if you do, it's uh, episodes seven and eight from New Attitude. All right. Uh, thanks again to Aishar for the theme song yeah, this week. Uh, follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. You can shoot us emails, TGIFcast at gmail.com. Go to YouTube, search Two Guys in the Fridays. Go to iTunes or wherever you watch the podcast, listen to it or whatever you do. Probably don't watch it. Um, uh, subscribe, like, leave a comment, whatever you can do. Share it with your friends. Five star rated or something. Share it with all your friends. And uh, yeah, we will be back next week with both of those episodes of New Attitude. Yeah, I'm really excited because it's rare that you get to watch TV that no one else has seen, really. Yeah. That, Feel the same way. For cool. sure. All right, man. We got anything else, Steve? That is it. All right, man. Have a good week. You got it, dude. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, T-G-I-S. TBA Podcast.